excess protection would have been a big thing with rental vehicles uh that if you have a little bump it's going to cost you 1500 euro straight off whereas if you spend 25 euro now um that that 1500 euro won't be there so all of a sudden you have this this risk being offloaded or it's it's now you're taking on the risk yourself you know and that's that's effectively insurance in a nutshell you know it's it's whether you want to offload the risk of somebody else to pay the the the, the damages or do you want to you want to take on the risk yourself and potentially either use it or don't use it It's that time. Welcome back to the Venture Business Podcast from the Venture Business Network. This podcast, as you know, is aimed to provide useful information and experiences for venture business members with the sole purpose of helping SMEs and venture members really just to get a better understanding of how people are running their businesses today. You know the voice, you know the man. I'm your host, Rob Fitzhugh from FilmSpot Pro. And this week we have a really interesting guest. We're talking to Leon McGrain, a commercial account executive at Aston Lark. Leon gives us an insight into the insurance industry today and how it's grown over the last decade. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, the, the insurance game, I think for most people, it's uh, it's usually a, a, a fall, you fall into it. Um, you don't you don't usually study it. Now, there's a few people in the industry that have studied it, and, and it's becoming a lot more popular now with the insurance graduate program that they're doing. Um, but how I, how I felt about it, I suppose, um, I was working in HMV for many years, um, after I left college, I studied computer science in college, and I left there to make some money because uh, us college at the time college students obviously weren't making money. So, no, shocking. Uh, I, I, <laughs> so yeah, I ended up working at HMV for for a couple of years. Absolutely loved it. Um, but then obviously HMV went bust. So I was there during the bust of HMV. Uh, big scary men came in in black suits and didn't it, didn't the, it get taken over by by someone else brief, briefly? Was it called just, something just, else? Yeah, so just after it, um, just after the, the shutdown, I suppose Golden Disc came in, but we weren't a part of the boy up from. Oh, Golden I thought it was the one in Dundrum. There was something in between. I remember it had a really random name. I thought it was an English company. It was, it was. Zabby? Yes, maybe? that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was actually before H and V. H and V. All right. Uh, yeah, they they came in, they took over Zavi. So uh, that's the bit of issue for for that. But no, I um yeah. So I was there the day that the men came in in the, in the black suits and shut the, the shutters. Uh, quite scary, and it was like a, a family breaking up. It was madness, you know. So uh, obviously found myself without a job, and I applied for two jobs. Rob, um, one was field sales. So I didn't know what field sales was. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I was still naive and young, and then the other one was the AA, um, not the alcohol one, the, the car one. Um, oh, brilliant. So from that, I suppose, I found out quite quick what um, field sales was, and it probably was for me at that point because uh, I was only starting my career in sales, and I didn't necessarily want to go out onto a field per se, you know. Uh, so I ended up working with the AA for... Oh, so, so, uh, sorry, bear, bear with me, just so I can clarify. It wasn't, it was it field sales is actually selling fields. No, no. All right, because uh, when you said field. out in the field there, I was like, wait a minute, I'm assuming I know what he's talking about, but now you're talking about being out of... I was like, that's a very niche job. This is my uh, uh, theoretical field, no. All right, uh, I hear me thinking you have to sell people on the acreage. Look how lovely that grass is. Oh, it's so green. Yeah, and me from Dublin, it wouldn't really work <laughs> yeah, well yeah, yeah. either, Rob. Yeah. No, it was it was door-to-door sales. It was, um, mm-hmm. I think it was like Aircom Phone Watch or one of those ones. Look, I'm, not, I'm looking, I'm not... I'm not I'm not disputing that's it's still a great job but at the time it wasn't for me you know so the aa was it was a a shiny light for me um to sell insurance to start a, a possible career you know and um 
got great training in the AA, started selling car insurance. I don't think I spoke to a customer for a, probably about three months, you know, so the training was heavy enough in the AA that they wouldn't uh, let you speak to somebody unless you had the, the proper qualifications. Um, but from that, I suppose it's just, it's just barrel rolled now. I'm in the insurance industry nearly nine years, Rob. Um, so it's kind of gone, gone from car insurance to home insurance to uh, commercial insurance, business insurance. That's kind of the, the natural progression in the industry. Um, and I would imagine just to, if you go back to your AA days, I don't, I don't know what it was like 10 years ago or nine years ago, but insurance sales for cars, I would imagine, and I don't know, and you can correct me on this. I would imagine a lot of times it's 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 driven solely by price for people, or or do you have to different do you do you have to differentiate the difference in the policies if that of makes course. sense? Yeah. So so with the AA, it, it it's heavily controlled um, through a script, right? So you are, you do you do read off a script, and it's kind of um, it's it's called a prescribed script function. That's the name of the the, the, the kind of the area. Uh, so you're not fully qualified. So you're not either APA or CIP at the time, but you're reading from a script and you're following certain rules. So yeah, you do it, it is price driven, but it's also with the AA you're you're providing a service, you know. So um the, the AA breakdown is a big thing. Uh but it was a cross sell Rob. So it didn't come included. So everyone thinks that you you get take out insurance with the AA, you get the, the breakdown assistance cover, but you didn't you had to cross sell it um and you had to upsell. So you're you're nearly taught these tools um on how to upsell and cross sell from a really early age, you know, in, in insurance. Uh and, and that's something that I've obviously taken along with me throughout my whole career you know so yeah you, you would sell on the basis of price you might be more expensive but then you, you, you can pretty much say well look this is what we can offer you as an aa customer uh breakdown assistance you know 365 days 24 7 i actually only used them again uh last sunday funny enough so I, i'm still a member i left the aa obviously i still i don't get free membership but i, I still pay for it because of the value that i've, I've seen out of it you know so no that's um, great I mean, I just, I was really curious because I would imagine now when you're in the insurance industry now, mm. how much of, how, how much of, of uh, the different, cause you do different policies for different things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. do you notice a difference in, in, in someone looking for home insurance over say car insurance in terms of what their criteria is? Because I often assume that somebody just rings up and goes, how much is car insurance? And they go, yeah, this is much. Go, okay, fine, I'll pay it, whatever. How much is travel insurance? Okay, it's this much. But does that change then when it comes to house insurance and stuff like that? Are people asking more questions? What do I get? What's covered? Or or is it always price-driven? Yeah. In, in person lines, Rob, it, it is very much price-driven because it's coming out of your own pocket. You, you're mm-hmm. paying it out of your own pocket. And at the end of the day, it's a grudge buy. And, and we've been taught that from the industry as I said, from day one, a grudge buy. Somebody doesn't necessarily want to buy insurance. They're being forced to, with a car insurance, most definitely they are because it's legal requirement. So people from the get-go, it's always about price. But there is people out there that um, they benefit from uh, different packages, you know, so windscreen core, for example, um, you know, breakdown assistance, was, which is a big one. As I said, I've, I've had experiences using it. Um, but there's all the extras that come, come with a package policy, for example, if it was a, a theft, you know, they can they can cover some of your your personal belongings in the car that kind of stuff but that, you, you can get into that with a customer and, and again some people really really kind of focus in on that but others again what's your best price you know so um but but again that's something that i would have learned over the years and how to deal with certain customers because everyone is different you know everyone is different and some people are more risk adverse and want to take less you know less of a risk as in uh, they'd be happy enough to take third party only cover and not cover their own vehicle 
um, because it's cheaper, you know. Uh, whereas somebody would be like, "Oh, I need comprehensive. I need full bonus protection. Make sure there's windscreen cover included." So they they want the whole package, then, you know. But you do yeah. pay for what you get, you know. And I, I would imagine that is very much a, a reflection of the type of person. Do you know what I mean? I, I mean, I rented a car the other day, and they were like, "Hey, do you want f- for five days?" And they were like, "Do you want fully comp or whatever?" And I was like, "Do you know what? I'm going to chance it with the five days? I'm not going to drive the car that much." But I would be that mentality of just like, "Ah, you'll be grand." But I'd imagine yeah. there's certain people out there who just would would not feel comfortable not having a full level of cover across the board for everything and, and i'm sure they, they tried selling you yeah, xx protection rob um xx, XX protection would have been a big thing with rental vehicles uh that if you have a little bump it's going to cost you 1500 euro straight off whereas if you spend 25 euro now yeah. um that that 1500 euro won't be there so all of a sudden you have this this risk being offloaded or it's it's now you're taking on the risk yourself you know and that's that's effectively insurance in a nutshell you know it's it's when you want to offload the risk to somebody else to pay the the the, the damages or do you want to you want to take on the risk yourself and potentially either use it or don't use it you know so yeah no it's 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 i never thought of it that way in terms mm. of i never looked at it as a transaction between two people where basically you you were saying either you risk it or i risk it yeah, um, yeah, I didn't look at it that way before. And, um, but look, the, and the reason why insurance is particular, like there's obviously certain criteria, like your car, for example. If, if you're driving a, a five liter Mustang um, versus a 1.2 Opel Astra, you know, there's higher risk there. And that's obviously the reason why the insurance costs a little bit higher, you know. So there's so many different factors involved and, and getting a price, um, Rob, that, that, uh, that's there, you know. So, so that, that's the reason why you can talk to your neighbor and your neighbor's only paying 200 euro for his house insurance. Um, whereas you speak to, the, you think of yourself, you might have a ring for five thousand euro uh, that you've specified, and you're not taking that into consideration because you do get a lot of that. Oh, my neighbor's only paying X amount. How come? How come? Why, why, why come I'm paying more? You know, because look, you're, you're a different person, different rate factor, different you know criteria. Full stop. You know, so yeah, I suppose then if you didn't if you didn't put your five grand ring in when you were putting in the insurance, you turn around and go, my five grand ring has gone to my house. It's like, well, <laughs> you didn't pay for that and you didn't mention yeah. that until now. So there's really no point omitting details like that. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, absolutely. And and have, do you do you? This might be a random question, but do you find um, people? It's probably a very broad question, and maybe there's an industry answer for it. Do you find people are becoming uh, more? Over the years, people are, are like becoming more receptive to to needing insurance. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, well, again, like across it, the board, people are like, "Well, I need this. I need this." And before, it would have been like, "Ah, you know, what chance it." It it depends. Yeah, it really does depend on the person. And most of the time, the people that are are actively looking for it, as they've they've either had something in the past, or or they know someone that has had an issue in the past. You know, and they're the people that are again more interested in insurance. You know, uh, look, I'm talking to a young guy at the moment. It's his first time car insurance. I'm helping him out. You know, um, and he, he doesn't know. You know, he doesn't know very much, and uh, he's he's sending me vans, for example, and that kind of stuff. And it's just like, look, you start from the very start. You know, it, it this is where you're you're going, and this is what you you will need. You know, so. As a broker, us giving best advice—that that's pretty much what we do, you know. And that—that's suppose the uh, the importance of a broker, you know, because you could go to an insurer and they'll give you a price. One insurer, for example, um, direct you get they give you a price, but that's their price, and there's nothing else that you can compare it to. Whereas obviously yeah. you use a broker, then we would go to multiple different insurers. We would then compare for you. Obviously, if you're heavily price reliant, we'll give you the, the cheapest price first. Um, but we'll also let you know, look, you can spend an extra 100 euro, but you'll also get this cover 
as well you know so um but uh, as things go of, of over the last couple of years um uh, it really does depend rob it really does depend on the, on the person and uh, if they've either experienced uh a loss you know whether it be a financial loss because of a, a break-in or, or, or a theft in their property for example or they know someone that's either had a fire in the premises that that then triggers themselves oh god what happens that if that happens to me you know um your house is, is is not a compulsory you know you don't have to insure your house for example um if you've got a mortgage obviously you're you're reliant to to, to take out a, a house insurance and keep your house insurance but some people that own their house i know a few people uh rob that uh, don't own don't have house insurance however they own their house you know and that could be an asset worth three four hundred thousand yeah. you know and, and and they're not insuring their house because they don't want to spend two three hundred euro a year you know and to me I, I just can't fathom it. You know, it, it just it just doesn't it doesn't compute with me. Yeah, but again, I work in the industry though. You well, know, that would be the same. Thing. I mean, I I would I would be I would agree with you in the sense that I'd be looking. Oh, you 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 know, it's your house. Mm-hmm. It's probably the biggest thing you'll ever own. Um, and if you're going to spend at this rate X amount of thousands on, you know, you're going to spend six hundred thousand on a house in, in Raffarnham. Might as well throw the extra bit of cash on yeah. top of it to make sure it's yeah. safe. But again, it, um, it just it depends on the person that you risk adverse or are you not, you know. So that's the thing. And and do you have uh, actually? That's an interesting thing. Do you have? Is there? Is there? Is there? I'm probably just I'm completely just guessing this. But would you be able to identify a risk adverse person? In the um, sense that would you? Yeah, would you? Well, is there industry standards or is there things that point like this type of person or is there? Did they fall into slot into a very easy yeah, criteria? And, and and again, it's not it's not for like a sales kind of point of view, but it, it could be for a, um, you know, I'm being forced to do it. <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. as I said, the the banker making me do it. Um, but but then you turn around and you give them the advantages of having it. You know, most house insurance covers they offer what they call emergency assistance. You know, so if somebody really didn't want insurance, but you're like, look, this is what I can actually do for you. Bar bar us covering you if there's a fire or a flood or an escape water claim. There's there's also a cover available with certain insurers that will come out and, and they'll actually repair damage. So say you, you got a broken window. Um, obviously, there's a potential there that you could be broken into because the window's wide open. But you, th- these guys that actually come out, they, they'd board up the window for you, they'd make it secure uh, until you can get somebody out, a contractor out to fit a, a brand new window. So there's benefits like that within these policies that if somebody didn't really want insurance or they weren't really a person that was interested in insurance and you then talk to them about it, say, say, say there was a flood in your house tomorrow or there was a, a burst pipe, what do you do? Who's the first person you call? And you're like, oh, I'll call a plumber. I was like, okay, what if it's a Sunday? How much is that going to cost you? And they're like, oh, probably 150 quid. You're right, it'll cost you 150 quid. But you have this emergency assistance on your house insurance policy that you ring and it's free. They'll send somebody out to patch up the work until you can get a plumber you know uh, during the week say you know that that'd be more suitable um so stuff like that you kind of you can you can kind of sell to somebody or you can talk to somebody about that might not necessarily want to spend two or three hundred euro on a house insurance policy uh, because they're being forced it. you know that they might actually get a benefit out of the long run then rob you know yeah because i had a i had a thing actually recently where i couldn't get the because you know you forget sometimes well, you don't use your car insurance so you kind of forget that the, the benefits of it i had a thing recently where I, I got a flat tire and i live kind of in the middle of nowhere and I was like, right, I'll just take the tire off. And the jet, the, the lug nuts had been so eroded from constant yeah. tire changes that I couldn't get yeah, the yeah. wheel off. I was like, well, I don't know what I do. I can't walk anywhere yeah. from here. So I, then I realized, oh, listen, my insurance will cover someone to come out and do that. Just mm-hmm. that. 
not change the tire. Yeah. Just come out and yeah. do that because it happens all the time. Apparently, it's a very common thing. Um, so yeah, he just comes out and does it, loosens it for me so I can change my tire. And that was covered well, in that. Well, you're one of the few people that would actually continue to do it, Rob. I, I, again, I told you on Sunday, I used I used my breakdown assistance because I had two blowouts. My back two tires were gone. Uh, I was driving a road from my house to um, to Eden Dairy, and it's a bog road, Rob. And <laughs> the road took its toll on the two tires <laughs> at the back. Uh, I had my pregnant wife and my three-year-old in the back of the car, <laughs> and I had no spare tires because uh, the car doesn't come with spare tires. So I had to call the guys to come out and tell me, you know. So it was actually very useful in the case that um yeah what would i do on a sunday afternoon when i've no, no well, else around you know it's that's funny because like my my options were i pay for a tow truck or i get someone to come out just to take the the nut off the, yeah. the tire so and, yeah. and and it wouldn't have uh, i didn't it didn't even occur to me that that was a thing until somebody said well, i think that's covering your insurance and i was like oh wow that's actually someone will do that for me yeah but yeah, exactly. um, uh, the question I have for you, I mean, you're, 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 you're networking now. Um, uh, do you think that, do you find that, what's the value then for you to get out and kind of uh, network? You're part of the venture group. What's the value for you getting out there and kind of interacting with people and face to face? I know it's on Zoom, but face to face, if you will. Yeah, well, well for, for the very get-go when I joined venture, the sense of, um, I don't know, the sense of everyone being there, you know, which was, which was, how to explain it, Rob, I suppose, is that there was obviously with our WhatsApp group, you can drop a message in the group. Um, I'm looking for someone with a phone system, you know. Oh, we know X in, in the other branch. You know, straight away, within five minutes, I had a name, a number, and I can't, you know, a phone call was made and, and we were transacting the business, you know. Um, that that a lot in, in itself is, is, worth, is worth, you know. For me, uh, for where I'm getting, obviously, everyone needs insurance. You know, um, insurance, whether you want it or you don't want it, uh, it it's there and it's not going to go away anytime soon either. So uh, me, obviously, branching out, networking through that, uh, offering a service, um, it, it's great. You know, it, it, it's great to be there because at the end of the day, as I said, it's, it's something that's... Um, whether you want it or not, you, you'll need it. You know, at one, one stage in your life, you'll always need something like that. You know, um, as I said, I wouldn't specialize too much in car and home anymore. We've kind of moved on to the to the commercial side of the business. Uh, but again, having I have the the knowledge and expertise because I've been doing it for so long that I can give advice and I can help people out as much as people have helped me in the group already. You know, so. That was Leon. If you want to find out more about Leon and what he does, head over to www.astonlark.ie. You are listening to the Venture Talks podcast from the Venture Business Network. You can subscribe to this podcast from wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more about the network itself, head over to www.venturenetwork.ie. If you would like your business featured on the podcast, email me at info at Until next time, stay safe and stay connected. <laughs>